0: Welcome to Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Welcome back to another Sporting Classics TV Podcast. Chris, you have hunted Africa's Big Five and then some. (laughs) Now They are notorious for their personalities. They've earned this reputation for a reason. Kind of go through some of the different beasts.
1: Yeah, you know I think it's a different mindset when you hunt dangerous game because when you unleash a bullet on a dangerous game hunt, there's, there's a chain of events that can happen, either that animal dies quickly, no harm, no foul relative to anybody else in the party, or if you make a bad shot, you know, bad things can happen to a lot of folks. So there's this sense of, of responsibility and intensity that is just different, or should be different, with dangerous game hunting. And I think when most people come to dangerous game hunting in Africa, it's typically the Cape buffalo. There's more of them; they're a little bit more affordable than some of the other hunts. They're a fantastic hunt, um, you know. And and buffalo are, you know, as as Robert F. Jones, an old friend of mine, a writer who passed away several years ago, once wrote, "They're as mean as a half-ton hemorrhoid," <laughs> which is one of my favorite descriptions sure. of a of a Cape buffalo, and they're. You know, they're, they're not all that dangerous until they're wounded, and then everything changes. They, they become a different species at that point. Yeah. So, you know, we did obviously Dangerous Game as a television series, I think for 10, 15 years, a long time, it was Dangerous Game, then Deadliest Hunts. And so we spent a lot of time, obviously, in Africa, and, and uh, we would typically interview somebody who had been chomped, stomped, gored, or chewed by the species being hunted in that episode. And and that was our way of driving home that this is in fact a dangerous game, and and almost invariably, you know, these scenarios started with one bad first shot, and uh, and once you, you you make a a bad shot on a dan- dangerous animal like that, I mean, it's a whole different game, and and uh, so you practice and you practice and you practice, and part of the reason you get in close on these animals is not just for the intensity for the you know, the drama, the excitement of getting in close, it's in practical terms allowing you to make a better first shot, right? When you go up, you know, tap an elephant on the ass and it spins around and you shoot it between the eyes, um, you know, at 10 steps, then you know, your odds of hitting that basketball sized brain at that distance are much better than they are at a greater distance. So that's the practical reason to get in close on dangerous game. And, and quite frankly, shooting a buffalo at 200 yards I, you know, doesn't do a lot for me. I mean, that's you know, you can do that if you want, and and people have, and and uh, that's their call. But the element in the drama of dangerous game hunting really means getting in close, and uh, but but cape buffalo are fantastic. I love hunting buffalo, particularly in herds. Uh, there's an experience when you get inside of a herd of 100 to 200 to 300, whatever it is, buffalo, and you're not hunting buffalo you're hunting a buffalo. You're hunting a specific bull that you have, you've found and you've tracked inside of the herd. You're waiting for that bull to clear and it's this confusion of lots of different buffalo moving around and you've got wind swirling and you've got buffalo literally all the way around you. In many cases, you know, 20, 30 yards away or closer. Uh, that's, that's a pretty good bucker factor. I mean, that's a really dramatic you know, high alert, every sense and synapse you have in your body is on high alert. And, and that's why you hunt dangerous game. Elephant hunting, I mean, elephant are, you know, the, the closest thing we have to hunting dinosaurs would be hunting elephants. And they're, they're obviously very smart. They're shockingly good at, at camouflaging themselves when it comes to thick cover. And that gray color that they have is this atmospheric, this background color that sort of exists everywhere. So as long as they're motionless, they're amazingly hard to see. And, and that's something people are like scratching their heads if they've never done it going, yeah, right, whatever, it's sure. an elephant. I mean, you didn't see the billboard? I mean, you know, that, that, that kind of response. But trust me, they are much more difficult to see in heavy cover than you might imagine. And uh, there's this fantastic photograph in, in Sporting Classics, the current issue today, that I I just saw today. As a matter of fact, it's one of the most dramatic, unbelievably powerful photos I have ever seen of a hunting scene. And it's an elephant charging a hunter who's reeling backwards, and his gun is not even on his shoulder, and that elephant is maybe 10 feet from him. And he's got maybe a half a second to put a bullet in that elephant's brain, or he's not gonna be alive. And, And that was the photograph, that's the instant that photograph captured. And I think if you want to know what elephant hunting's all about, take a look at that photograph. And it's just really, really dramatic. And, you know, I've hunted elephant in Botswana and Zimbabwe, and, and uh, one was on charge, and, and we snuck in. It was Zane Van Der Merver, a, a professional hunter who was one of our hosts of Dangerous Game and, and a, kind of a nervy young fella. And, and uh, we had tracked this bull for four or five days in Zimbabwe. It was a good bull. But it was in a pretty big herd, lots of cows and some tuskless cows, which tend to be aggressive. and And uh, we finally got it. We got this herd to stop in kind of a mopani thicket, and we just snuck in, kind of around the back side of this herd, found the bull, and and the cows were kind of on the the back side of this, and we just snuck in and got maybe 15 yards away, and uh, two camera guys rolling on this thing and and I thought this bull, you know, he spun around, he looked at us, and then he decided to come, but I thought he was gonna come on either side of a tree that was between the elephant and, and us. Well, instead, he just goes right through the tree. It was a mapani that was maybe eight, 10 inches thick, mm-hmm. and he just plowed through that tree, the, the top of the tree comes down, he emerges, and he's inside of 10 steps. And uh, yeah, it was a it was a fantastic scene. and Fortunately, it made a good shot right between the eyes, and he dropped in a in a heap very quickly. But it was one of those things with dangerous game hunting; you just you know never quite know exactly what's going to happen, particularly in close proximity. But that's kind of why you do it. Did the same thing with Zane on a on a hippo in Tanzania, and and we found an old bull out in the middle of this shallow river, and he was in one little pool, maybe 150 yards from the bank. And Zane says to me, "Well, you know." Let's just go in after them. <laughs> I mean, there's crocs all around and you know, you're know you wading knee deep and, and waist deep to get out to this hippo. And I'm thinking to myself, really? We're gonna do this? I'm, I'm pretty sure this will void any life insurance policy that I've got. But we did it. Camera guy stayed on the bank, he wasn't stupid. And so we go marching out there. And this, uh, this hippo sees us from a great distance, sort of turns to face us, stays down low in the water. And again, one of those things I wasn't counting on was as we got about 15 yards away, he comes for us, which we anticipated he would do. But as he came out of the water, he shot this wall of water and he disappeared. You know, he just pushed this huge wall of water up as he's coming at us. And so he's gone. I can't see him. And, and until he comes through that wall of water, which he eventually does, and now he's, you know, eight or nine steps. And, and that's, you know, we I not sure at that point, but, you know, just wasn't, wasn't counting on that wall of water. You know, I right. just thought he's going he's gonna to step up and he, you know, Zane's going to back me up and, and we've got this shot right here, but it was, you know, unintended consequences of, of uh, not knowing exactly that, you know, this water would be a, a problem for a few seconds.
0: When you talked about bad shots earlier, you know, and I've talked to a few outfitters about the same topic, yeah, they're sometimes reluctant to share these stories because someone made a mistake. And one outfitter shared with me it was a leopard hunt, and he said to the client, don't shoot. Well, the client heard the word shoot and pulled the trigger, and then that's how someone got scratched by the cat. And that's where the outfitter owned it because he said, I should have never said don't shoot, knowing that that guy was so hyper-focused on the moment, all he heard was that one word and let it fly.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: and then with the leopards, they say, what, oh, it's 100 stitches every second that a cat's on you?
1: Yeah, you know, the thing about leopards is they're so lightning fast, right, that they'll, they'll work a, a whole group of folks if, if they're wounded. And, and it might be a couple of trackers and a, and a PH and a hunter. And, and if they get to those people, they'll, they'll chomp and claw and use their back, back claws and all that kind of stuff. But they, they tend not to kill a lot of people, but they tend to bite and claw a lot of people and uh, whereas a lion, if a lion is wounded, and we had some fantastic footage that John Fossil provided. Uh, John, John was hunting, I think, in Tanzania, or Botswana, I forget now. I think it was Tanzania, but his, his wife at the time had wounded a lion, and this lion finally had been tracked for a long period of time, and, and multiple professional hunters had been brought in to follow up on this lion. So when a lion's had enough, they just basically start roaring, and they stay in the, in the, in the jess, in the cover, and uh, basically saying, don't come any closer, this is it. I'm not running anymore. The next time you see me, I'm coming at you. And that's, that's their typical behavior when wounded. They'll only go so far, turn, and then they'll face who's coming. And so classic, the, the pH is all sort of lined up. I think there were four or five, actually, and they all lined up, You know, essentially taking a knee to create a better angle, when that lion came and a lion will focus on one person unlike a leopard that kind of hits everybody in the group a lion picks out a target and (laughs) this is amazing footage i mean just riveting footage and this camera guy was nervy i don't know who it was but he's over the shoulder i think of, of one of the ph's and john happened to be there as well and this lion comes straight out at one ph who's on a knee and boom 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 you hear multiple shots almost no reaction by the lion. Might have been hit but not obviously enough to stop the charge and then the one guy, the one ph that lion is going for has one last shot and that lion is in mid-stride three feet off his gun barrel as he squeezes, puts the bullet between his eyes, the lights go out, that lion dies at his feet and again this is all on camera. I mean this is all Sure, I've seen you know that. stunning stuff on camera. I mean the feedback we got on that was oh my God, you know you know change of shorts and that and I think all the pH said who actually shot the, the line was well that was a close shave yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah, those are situations you don't want to be in. And uh, but you also know you know this is dangerous game hunting it can happen and and of course it wasn't these phs fault it was just circumstances were what they were you know bullets can be deflected by brush and, and, and it's it's nobody's fault it just can happen and that's part of the game. You the only camera operator
0: that's been attacked by an animal that I know of 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 a Dorsey Pictures crew Jeff McMichael stung by a bristle worm in the Bahamas. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a jellyfish that lives in the sand. Well we've had some awfully good camera guys over the years that have stood their ground on yeah you know a dangerous game and, and uh you know Brett the... dug in on a charge in Cape
0: Buffalo when he was with Chef One. Yeah. yeah I remember him calling me saying I
1: got the charge. Well I think the first season of Dangerous Game we had this amazing rogue elephant charge in in Zimbabwe and this thing came all the way across a dry riverbed and, and this was a this was an elephant that had a lot of reputation for having uh, chased people and was a dangerous bull. They wanted out, you know. The, the The wardens of that that reserve wanted this guy taken out because he was going to kill somebody eventually. And sure enough, unprovoked, really, they were, you know, the 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 host and PH were standing on the bank. The elephant hears them, spins around, and just comes straight for them. Two camera guys over the shoulder, and you see this whole encounter. And, and uh, I had a, you know, a brown bear on Kodiak Island that Martin yeah. Teeter, you know, held his ground, got this bear coming straight up at us. And again, that was inside of 10 Steps and a bear on a dead run coming at us. So, yeah, you know, you you want to be a, a outdoor videographer, you got to have some, got to have some nerve. Yeah. If you're shooting a bullet, you're brave. If you're shooting a video. That's right.
0: Yeah. Maybe yeah. you're a lunatic. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Chris, uh, it's certainly
1: an adventure. Yeah, uh, Dangerous Game is, is something you should grow into. Yeah. You don't you don't go to Africa for the first time Dangerous Game hunting. Get comfortable in the environment, understand it, appreciate it, and get good with your rifle, and, uh, and then see if you want to hunt Dangerous Game.
0: Well, it's a thrilling adventure, kind of the pinnacle of our sport. Thanks so much for sharing. You bet. This has been Sporting Classics TV Podcast, powered by the Ram 1500, built to serve. Follow Sporting Classics with Chris Dorsey on Instagram and Facebook at Sporting Classics TV.